If there's one thing that we all know about me, it's that I'm constantly fixating on my health. We know, baby. We know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm always trying a new thing. I'm trying a new diet, a new workout, a new gadget. Just trying to find out what really works and what's fact versus fiction. Yeah, and I'm constantly researching, usually for Taryn to Mm -hmm. look up some new illness or ailment and try (laughs) to calm her down. But also, since being in my 30s, I'm really focused on getting my health in tip-top shape, realizing how I eat and how I move is going to affect me, not just right now, but 10, 20 years down the road. And with us wanting to have a baby this year, health is just more important than ever to us. So all of this research has finally led to something good. Let us introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. And you don't have to take our word for it. Avid podcast fan Stephanie left an Apple review that says, the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast is a life-changing, science-based, myth-busting podcast that's a must-listen for anyone who eats food and wants to understand how it affects their body. If you're ready to join millions of others like Stephanie transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello and welcome to Staying Up with Cammie and Taryn. I'm Cammie. And I'm Taryn. And every night, me and Cammie get to have a sleepover together, but every week we invite you to join us. So thanks for staying up. Oh, that sounded really wholesome and sweet this time. Yeah, well. (laughs) Sounded like you were thinking about it like, oh, it's just so nice. We do, except this morning you didn't sleep so good and so you were a little sad when you woke up. Normal yeah, mornings we fell asleep we on the couch last night and then we moved into the bed and I couldn't fall asleep. I was up all night and my throat started hurting me all night. It was just yeah. like a whole thing, you know? And you were tossing and turning or what was the vibe? Tossing and turning. What'd you do all night? Well, most of it I just laid there because I was like scrolling on TikTok and I was like, well, I'm never going to fall asleep if I'm doing this. So then I put my phone down, but then I still couldn't sleep. So I went back on my phone and then still couldn't sleep. So I went, oh, do you think you actually didn't sleep? Like when people say like I was up all night, like yeah. do you think that I had, it was four o'clock and I hadn't fallen asleep? Like I hadn't fell asleep yet. It wasn't That's like I had a crazy. bad night's sleep. I just like wasn't falling asleep. I'm sorry, love bug. Oh my god, I saw this girl on TikTok. This is so well. No, it's kind of related. Um, she like doesn't sleep for like weeks. Okay, and she's then people were saying, okay. yeah, people were saying like she's it's like dead. this rare condition. I forget what it's called, but like you have to fix it because you can. Well, I don't want to scare you. Never mind. No, you can die. Okay, you can die for lack from lack of sleep, not oh. from like a night or a week or whatever, but like. Yeah. very prolonged periods of time yeah so nothing to worry about no that's i mean like i'm a <laughs> little shit. scared with you <laughs> saying that but i do get it like yeah, that's like of pretty course just like if you didn't drink water if you didn't eat food yeah or if you drink you too sleep. much water too much we're food. not going oh. back there we're not um, hello peepees you are pillow princesses and we love you and today we are going to be talking about well this is part two of our breakup part situation y'all yeah had, y'all had a lot of questions <gasps> about the breaky uppy I don't have socks on. Sorry. Baby. I just got so stressed don't out. give the... Let me put the my slippers on. I didn't want to put them on the keeper, couch, What do we call them? There's... We got in Feepies. our last video Feepies. so many people talking about feet again. We're like encouraging them. Anyways, okay. continue. So we will be talking about that shortly, but as all good sleepovers do, we're just going to catch up. catch up. Um... Oh, I was hearing some clamoring noises upstairs. We got into a little dogs. little bicker this morning. Were you walking oh, loudly on purpose bicker? or do you think that you were bickering? What are you talking about? I mean, the, we got into a bicker this morning, you and I. What? Oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, I'm like, why are you doing <laughs> Why are you gaslighting me? <laughs> I don't feel really good. So I'm like a little spacey. So I was yeah. like, I like I have no concept of time. I was like, what are you talking about? I no, felt walking. that you were walking intensely after our bicker. No. Okay. No. That was in my head. Yeah. Isn't that so crazy that you could do that? Yeah. Well, it's so funny. At my office door, you have to slam it. 
and I always keep the door shut because mm-hmm. it's always a mess in there. You have to like yeah. slam it to shut it. Yeah. And you know this. I Some do. things I go in and out every time. But if we are even slightly having a conflict and I shut it, you're like, okay, you're slamming the doors. And I'm like, I have to. <laughs> way, you made me like a like a little Western man. I know. Well, I didn't want to. <laughs> All right, well, slamming regr- the doors. I regretted mimicking you right away. So then I was like, let's just go weird. You're slamming the doors. <laughs> let's do damn bad. <laughs> let's do damn bad. So, um, yeah. so um, But no, I wasn't. I was trying to get stuff done. I was running around doing laundry, charging the camera. Okay, good. Uh, PBs, we had a very eventful morning. We had a bicker, and then I cried for an hour about something completely Aww. unrelated. <laughs> I just feel like you've been having a little bit of a time. Yeah. It's really hard to be a creative person and have a desire to do creative things. Mm-hmm. And I think you also function really well with stability. Yes. And those two things don't go really well together. I don't so get once, how people do it. I mean, once you... And you do this every time you change jobs. Yeah. So once you got let go from this last job, you knew you wanted to channel creative stuff, the podcast, the project you're working at. Like you have all these outlets that you want to do, but you fear lack of stability so much. Yeah. And something like not like your measure of success is like so narrow in that moment Mm -hmm. that I just feel like it makes you feel sad. But you'd love being creative. So it's like, you just got to shake that. But Or maybe find something to be stable in and that's not career-wise. I don't know. The situation is, as you know, I was let go. And that's fine. And it's happened before. It's not a big deal. And it's not about me. And that makes me feel better. However, I need to put my energy somewhere. And it's fucking Christmas. I don't want to be job searching. I want to sit on the couch and build a Lego. I think that's the other problem. And I want to put your... Like I want no to be cozy. Do anything right now? I want to be. No one wants like be productive. And this whole job market is not our fault. No, this is the economy's fault. <laughs> yes, I don't know who's that, but it's <laughs> someone else's fault that it got this big and it's all crazy. <laughs> and now everything's recorrecting, mm-hmm. and it's a mess. It's a mess. And now I have to be sad, and I don't want to be sad. Okay. Yeah. And I know that there are much bigger problems going on in the world, but I'm just feeling like every so day diminish your very real problems too every day i look around and i go what am i doing right now what am i fucking doing you love productivity and i also think another big contribution to this even though you're a very creative person you have spent your entire adult life consistently at companies where there are tangible deadlines and goals and ways to measure productivity and success yeah and when you're just focusing on creative things it's just so not linear. Things go forward. Things go backwards. Things do really well one day. They're horrible the next. Like, it's just not that kind of momentum. But I, then you also are craving that. So I think you need to get to the bottom of, is that who I am? Is that what I need mm-hmm. to feel good and balanced? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or is it something that I need to work through and let go of? I think the other piece of it that is a little like, I feel a little kookamongi is when you're working at a company, you're trying to please your boss and your customers and that's that's the people that you yeah. care about. Yeah. When you are trying to do creative shit for yourself, everyone is on the list of people you're trying to please and make happy and you're trying to see, do you like mm-hmm. that? Do you not like that? And anything can be read as anything. Yeah. And I'm so used to being able to be like, hello, boss, did you like what I did? Or what did the, the numbers 
whoa, <laughs> what do the numbers say? Yeah. And and to not There's have to easy care. measures of success. And now I'm like looking at every fucking thing I say or do or whatever, and I'm like, does yeah. it, do you like that? Do I like that? What do we all like? Do the yeah. dogs like that? And I'm just. I'm feeling exhausted and I feel like I want to be cozy and I don't want to be thinking about my next chapter in life. And I'm feeling like I'm being, I kind of have to, and I don't want to. And that is where Taryn Candace Arnold feels stressed and Taryn Candace Arnold Scott feels stressed <laughs> and Cucamonga. And I don't like feeling like the ground is water and that is how it feels. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I do think like I told you earlier a good practice for you could be I told Taryn instead of having one measure of success like she's so used to having like you said your boss or whatever and right now it's like are people on the internet enjoying my stuff yeah you need to have a even are these people and it's like you can't overly obsess that but then it's also like okay but then how do I measure if something is quote-unquote successful and what I told you earlier was make a list of things that ahead of times you consider success Mm -hmm. did you enjoy doing it Mm -hmm. are you proud of what you put out Mm -hmm. and like on that list will be did people see it consume it enjoy it yeah but that'll only be one of the things so then instead of wrapping up your entire success in that one checkpoint you'll be like oh I had it checked every other box it didn't check that that's okay or you'll be like it checked none of the boxes. Yeah. That doesn't feel good. Or it only checked the box if people saw it and liked it. And I didn't, that doesn't feel good. And you'll find yeah. your balance. I think it's just a new, you are so used to one way of living right now because you've always been at a corporate job and measuring success in that way. And now you're switching shit up. When you talk like that, you really do sound like the money earner of our family. you are the breadwinner honey (laughs) that's all right i'd love to know where that phrase came from the breadwinner the breadwinner i think it was just how do you win the bread instead of buy the bread it should be the bread buyer the bread buyer yeah why is it the winner Mm. the breadwinner let me take a look huh i'm gonna look um i really love learning where terms come from we watched may december last night oh god i i cannot possibly get in a tangent of how infuriating that woman makes me feel um we'll do very quick background while taryn looks this up mm-hmm. it is about it's loosely about because the characters are different whatever it's based on the story of the teacher who slept with and then had kids with and married her student who was like 13 it's foul she and was disgusting. like 32 and married her she was 34 he was 13, 12 yeah. at the time. The real people. The show, the, the ages were just like slightly different. She was 36. He was 13 in the show. Um, and then I like watched a documentary. It was an autobiography. That's what they called it. She was uh, like being interviewed and she's so creepy. I forgot we did that. I think I was so tired. I forgot we even you watched You fell that. asleep. And then I stayed up and watched TikToks about her. Oh. And you know that scene where he finally says to her, like, I want to talk about this. Yes. Like, what if I wasn't? That was real? Kind of. There's an interview with them together. And she goes... Who was in charge? Because you know in the show, she's like, who was the boss? Who was the boss? Yeah. In the interview, it's so uncomfortable. It's just them sat there being interviewed by a guy. And she goes, who was in charge? She says it like 10 times. And he, <gasps> he's even going, uh, this is uncomfortable. He's like, you were in charge. I was a fucking baby. You were an adult. <gasps> You're all, And she's like, you pursued me. And it's like, he was 13. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't possibly. But... All of that to say, I did not know the term May December, and it is mm-hmm. meaning like a large age gap relationship. May is the 
like younger person in it December the adult and mm, no disgusting. shade to a no shade to a May December but uh, I think as it's long only cr- of age I think it's like long oh yeah I don't know if it yeah I guess it is of age couples too oh. it's just like very some people have big age gaps, age gaps and that's fine wow um, you're changing your tune you we've done a podcast on this before remember we got hate because we said big age gaps are like you can't possibly be in the same place we're we talking did like say a, that yeah, we did Oh, God, I love when I change my mind. Ugh. Growth is achievable, everybody. Okay, I figured it out. Why is it called a breadwinner? The term is thought to have originated in the UK in the 1820s. At the time, and even today, bread is considered a staple food item. As sure. such, a person who brought home the bulk of the money for a family. Fucking no. Duh. Bad. They're just saying that breadwinner sounds b- better than bread buyer. Why, is, why are they the winner? Why are we saying that you win it? You know what? People are weird. They like to say things funny. I've been looking for something to channel my energy into. This is it. I'm going to start making sure that everyone says bread buyer. I don't like the term. I don't want to use it. Uh, Not even bread. I'm not saying like switch it to buyer. I'm saying winner. I'm like, it's just gross. It's like everyone has important jobs in their household and family. And it's like, you're the breadwinner. And it has a negative connotation to me. Yeah. Why are they different energy? I don't like that. Anywho. Um... (laughs) I did see something on the internet today that I wanted to tell you about. Oh, what'd you see? I have to get it word for word. I've been saving a lot of stuff on the internet when you're asleep at night, and I keep not having time to show you it. I saw an article called Celeb Moms Breastfeeding. Celeb Moms Breastfeeding? (laughs) Yes. They're like... It was front page on enews.com. And it was a gallery. I didn't click it, but it was a gallery of just mom, celebrity moms breastfeeding. Explain to me. Is that so invasive? Or are they you, trying to like normalize? Like they're, I'm assuming they're, no, they're normal breastfeeding. Yeah. No, it's, I think it was like, oh yeah, look at these moms breastfeeding. I still think it's like wildly inappropriate. I think it's like first. Isn't that crazy? Stop taking pictures of celebrities with their kids. That's so icky. And like they're yeah. breastfeeding, like that's awesome. But they can post a picture of that to normalize. Well, maybe it. It was, you don't pretend need it's it. on their social media. I'm still like, why are we so obsessed with women breastfeeding? Like, we all did it. Not breastfed. We all, you know, we all, we've all had a titty in our mouth. Wow, <laughs> many of us have. Some some babies don't breastfeed. Um, but some babies are not the breadwinner. The breastwinner. <laughs> <laughs> that's very bizarre. Is that I'm, weird? I need to sit on how I feel about that. You need to sit on how you feel about it? Like, I do feel it is so crazy that, like, women have, like, at least it's getting normalized where, like, women can be at a restaurant and, yeah. like, cover themselves and whatever. And, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, you should just always have to have your titty out. If you want to, you go ahead. But it's crazy that, like, we have, like, it, very recently and still to this day, I think a lot of people are like, no, like, go somewhere private. And it's yeah. like, I have to keep this living being alive like i'm gonna do this wherever the fuck i want to do it and it's like this baby could save us all like and this isn't a sexual thing my titty is like yeah literally just to feed the baby context is so powerful yeah like imagine that was just you and me on a park bench Mm -hmm. (laughs) what wait are you are you breastfeeding in this scenario darren what are you saying I'm so I'm saying like it's so funny to picture like a mom and their child like if like they were breastfeeding why is it you and me we (laughs) now I'm getting creeped out no then I said context matters like like but then if it was okay so say someone was like okay there are two females 
on a park bench. One is sucking the other's TT. That does not give me breastfeeding a child image at all. <laughs> I know, but if you just give a little more color and say one is a mom and one's a baby, then you're like, okay, that's not bad. But if you say this is a oh, adult Yes, couple. Karen, I agree. <laughs> Context deeply matters. I'm feeling... Oh, baby. Um, We are rebranding our podcast uh, visuals right now. Oh, I'm so excited. And we got our first delivery and we're so stoked. And uh, we took it to the peepees, y'all, to vote and tell us what you think. Can I say y'all mobilized so fast? It was the funniest shit I've ever experienced. I was working and then Taryn was like, oh, I'm having so much fun in the Geneva chat with the PPs. So and I, I go in and there's to- like 80,000 images. I hear Taryn downstairs on Discord like video chatting with people. I was like, what is happening right now? I put like a vote up on. So, okay. So my yeah boys were saying like, you should just tell, you should just, whenever you are launching a new thing, you should just ask people what they think if they're the people that you hope care about the thing or want to buy the thing or whatever so it's like I get being like surprise we launched new merch or whatever but there's also some like aspect it's of like, like this is our target market why aren't we what do you think market 100 yeah. percent. instead so, of them being like oh I hate that <laughs> we posted on our story and we're like oh what do you think do you like this design this design this design and then I was like I'm loving this feedback I'm gonna take it to Geneva which Geneva's dead don't do it <laughs> sorry like some people couldn't <laughs> Taryn's losing it. Geneva, for us, we are not investing in Geneva. We are going to get a Too new many of y'all can't chat use it. soon. But in Geneva's big chat room. And I go in there and I was like, peepees, I need you. And within, I kid you not, seconds of me sending this message, it must like have alerted a bunch of people. Someone said it was like the bat symbol. People were like, you have summoned us. <laughs> like 25, 30 people instantly so are funny. like chatting, giving I think feedback. they do get notifications. They're like, yes, we're here. We're it ready. So funny. They had the app still loaded on their phone. And I was live editing shit and putting it in there and being like, what do y'all think? What do y'all think? Feedback was, was so lovely. Cute. And then I was like, I want to be able to for you guys to just watch my screen because I'm sick of taking screenshots, yeah. putting it in, waiting for your feedback, whatever. So then one PP started a freaking different chat room in Discord and we went over there and then we all talked like on voices and I shared my screen and it so was smart. just like being on a call with your homies. And I just thought, you know what? I might be sucking at life, but that was Stop cool. It. Honey, be nice to yourself. That's my wife you're talking about. That was cute. Um, but the PPs are amazing. Y'all were so helpful. Yeah, thank you guys. And it really did, I, like, we couldn't put our finger on, like, what isn't feeling right about what the direction we were going in? And you guys just, like, brought it all together, got our creative juices flowing. And I got so excited about it. I'm, like, so stoked. It's good, you great. guys. Um, coming in the new year. <laughs> Anything... <laughs> baby <laughs> don't look at me with wide eyes like that i can't handle the, the surprise she's gonna have a mental break okay what? that that was mostly for you and me oh, and sorry. then you brought in our friends to it yesterday whenever i feel like super kooky like so, uh, suddenly i get really hyper or i feel really like what am i gonna do i get really scared i'm gonna have a mental break but she's not gonna have a mental break. i'm not and i also don't want you to make any comments about people don't that you know joke. that please, have done it please, please don't dear guys, god for me <laughs> for me for we for you because i will never come back here yeah yeah don't for everybody involved don't 
do it. And if you've had a mental break, I'm with you and I love you and I'm sorry. But don't tell us. You but don't tell us about it. <laughs> but keep that shit to yourself. Um, and Bottle what was it up. So, wait, what was so funny about that is the second I was having it, we were in a group chat with another couple and they immediately, before we said it, they were like, do you ever get so hyper you feel crazy and you start like. Yeah, well, one of them was, was like. like what? pinching the other one like she's like i just want to attack her like they were just like going kooky we were all going and kooky. you were going kooky and i was like what is happening it was witching hour it was witching hour and it was is verna libra i don't know maybe the libras all got a little zing i don't think no she's, she's a something libra. different who's Virgo? a taurus i was thinking about this recently who the know, fuck is a taurus any. not one huh we must what year are they what month what year are they <laughs> what month is a taurus I don't even know. Do they have a defining characteristic or are they just kind of... I don't know a thing. Sorry to every Taurus. Isn't that weird? I don't even know how to spell it. I do. (laughs) T-A-U-R-U-S. No, let me be proud of Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yes. Continue. (laughs) Wow. I'm probably wrong. Um... Yeah, I don't... I can't think of any, but I'm I'm sure one of our friends is going to text us like, you bitch. I'm a Taurus. And I'm going to say, who are you? Never heard of you. Whose number is this? The weather's finally getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to summer dresses and skirts. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, without spending a fortune of course. Luckily I found Kint's, and I've been loving the cotton cashmere rib sleeveless midi dress and the 100% washable silk skirt for a while now. I get endless compliments on it and it's been really easy to dress up and dress down. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. And the best part of all is Kint's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. As well as this, Kint's only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which you know I love and care about. Get warm weather ready with Kint's. Go to kints.com slash staying up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash staying up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Kints.com slash staying up. Hi. Hey. And And hello. hello. I'm Ryan Christina. And I'm Paloma. Along with our co-host, Sierra Schulte, who was on maternity leave, we are 20 Whatever, a podcast about navigating your 20s with friends through different phases of life. Join us every Wednesday morning, 6 a.m. PST, for comfy chats on the couch where we hope you leave feeling seen, heard, and held. You can watch on YouTube or listen wherever you get podcasts. Make sure to tune in on Wednesdays for all new 20 Whatever episodes. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Um, okay, shall we talk about our, shall we fulfill our PB's need to help with their breakups yeah oh god everyone's still going through it Mm -hmm. but you know what after last week's episode it's nice to see everybody helping each other is the cutest shit ever and yeah our big takeaway from last week if you listened if not go listen to that episode is it you cannot be friends with an ex right away you have to take space and it's so funny all the comments on our instagram are like people who have been through the breakup and are on their side being like you have to do it please it's the only advice and then everyone like who is going through the breakup and wants to be friends with their ex is like, what? I didn't hear you. So silly. Um, so yesterday or wow, last week's questions were like, we were saying kind of early breakup going through the breakup currently vibes. Yeah. Today's questions that we got and stories that we got are more like getting closure and moving on. Yeah. Before we start, what do you think getting closure means? Uh, Or what does it mean to you? 
you know there's a lot of closer questions here so i wanted to just ground us there i i struggle with this term and i didn't realize i did until i talk to friends and try to give them breakup advice and they talk about wanting closure yeah I kind of think it's like one of those fake ways where we're like we just want closure and it's a way to hang on to the ex a little bit I think majority of the time that's what we're doing I think you find closure through yourself I don't think what do you think it is before you get to how you find it I think it is people say I need closure I think closure is accepting a relationship for what it was and accepting that it has ended like yeah. Closing the book, closing that chapter. Yeah. Being able to move forward and know that that is done, that you're yeah. not trying to run back to it. Yeah. That you accept at least in the state it was will not be again. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. That's what I think closure is. What do you think closure is? Yeah. I, the only, yes. The only thing I would add is like, it is an acceptance that it's over, but it's also an understanding of why it didn't work. Yeah. Like I think when people are like, I just need closure. I need to talk to them one more time. I need, it's like you have these questions of like what went on between us and why didn't it work. Yeah. But I was thinking about it and it's actually so weird because there are so few things in life that you know exactly why they ended the way they ended or they happened the way they happened. Like, and that realization might not come for, decades even totally yeah and I'm just like it's so wild that we're all so obsessed and we've all been there we're all so obsessed with this like I need to close this book mm-hmm. and I need to know exactly why it went this way and then I will feel better like have you seen um what's the Timothy Chalamet gay movie call me by your name have you seen call me by your name yeah you've seen the end yeah, I don't really remember at all. It was a long time ago. But yeah. Basically, the, all of this drama happens. Poor guy, so sad. And then the the final scene is him sobbing, staring into the fire, being like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Basically never got closure. Mm-hmm. And he's accepting, or as how I take it, he's accepting that this is just a piece of his life that has come and yeah. gone. And but I think that is closure. Like, I, yes. someone may never speak to you again. Someone could, like... You could today be married to me. I could wake up tomorrow. You moved. You delete. You block my number. Your family won't talk to me. And I can never hear from you again. And that would be incredibly difficult. But I do believe you can get closure without the person. That's what I'm saying. Like, Oh, totally. I think that I don't think closure is like understanding where that person came from. It's you understanding why that relationship didn't serve you or that. Totally. Yes. My thing with. I keep wanting to call it 500 days of summer. <laughs> call me by your name. And then 50 shades of gray. Call me <laughs> by your name. Um, is that I ball my fucking eyes out to the end of that clip mm-hmm. every single time. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's to me so fucking relatable. That feeling totally. of like, Hmm, I will never know a hundred percent what just happened. Yeah. And it is still beautiful in its own little way. Yeah. And you just see him mourn it and it's just beautiful to watch. And I think that when people are going through breakups for the first time, you don't really realize that that is a lot of what real closure looks like. Yeah. Which is just, it's an acceptance that you don't have all the answers and how could you, because you don't have all the answers inside. You didn't get them from this other person. And no matter what they say to you, you're still going to have your little questions and whatever. Yeah. But like, you know that it is time to move forward. Yeah. And that like it ended 
Yeah. And it's done. Yeah, I think most people so desperately want breakups to be like, the relationship ran its course. Yeah. We grew Clean. apart. And everyone says that that's the situation, I yeah. think, whenever they say like, yeah, we're breaking up, whatever. But it's so rarely that. Yeah. I feel like so often there is one person who wants to keep trying, even if they know the relationship's not right. And it is so difficult to be in there. And it's yeah. like, I think that's in the moment harder to see, like, how do I get closure when this isn't what I want? Because then you're wanting this person to be like, why, why, why is this not working? Why can this, yeah. can I not be your person? And it's like, then you mourn that and you like, whatever, act however to try to get over that. Yep. And then you reach a point and, and you realize like, oh, this is why this didn't work. Yeah. And I came to that conclusion without them needing to like spell it out for me. Totally. Because why it didn't work for them isn't why it didn't work for you too. So but, yeah, that's where everyone's at that yeah. we're coming at today. Um, it's like the toughest place to be in. It's a really hard place, but we're going to try to help. Okay. <laughs> you want to take turns reading each other's, yeah. reading some cues? Um, okay. I've changed these names. Rose. Here's where the girlies are at. Rose says, my ex-girlfriend and I broke up a year and a half ago and I still think about her slash our memories at least once a day. Mm -hmm. We don't speak. She's not in my life in any capacity, yet I still think of her. Do you have any advice on how to not think about her so much or what I should be doing so I don't think about her? Any thoughts? Oh, yeah, that's tough. Um, I think to reiterate a little bit of advice we gave last week, the list of yeah why this relationship doesn't serve you and I know that can be harder if you weren't the person doing it mm -hmm. but it can still be incredibly helpful there's on, always a, there's always things to put on that list things anything that you can think of that you didn't like about them put it on the list all their eyelids were weird whatever put it on I hate the way they sneeze it was too loud what anything every once in a while they smelt like a corn chip <laughs> <laughs> You love that. I love when dogs smell like corn chip. I hate when people smell like corn chips. But yeah, it's like anything that can remind you of not so good times because we love to romanticize. And then I think you just throw yourself into things that feel good. People that feel good. Work that feels good. Hobbies that feel good. Yeah. And little by little, you'll be like, oh, it's been a day since I thought about them. And then you're like, shoot, I'm thinking about them. Oh, it's been a week. And that might take years. And I know that that's not the advice people want to hear. Like, that sucks to be like, I'm going to be thinking about this person. Yeah. But you're going to wake up one day and you're either with your family and having a good time or you love your job or you're with another partner and you're like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. You might be with a partner and be like, why am I thinking about this person? And that might make you realize, like, that's not my part new partner. I should not be with this person. But it, you will little by little realize. So it's like... You can't focus on like, how do I stop the thinking? Because if you focus on how to stop something, you almost do it more. Of course. Focus on the good and what you are enjoying in your life. You know what I mean? Totally. I think also there's an aspect. I just had this like small maybe realization of like the last time that you do or the, your last version of anything. Yeah. It's very hard to not think about. Like I'm like, mm -hmm. like on a small scale, this job that I just had. Yeah. If every day everyone is talking about work, which every day people are talking about their partners and their life and whatever. Yeah. Every day people are talking about work. The last, the thing I'm going to be thinking about most often mm -hmm. is the last job that I had 
because it is my last connection to that last thing. So it is totally normal for your brain to just go there. It's yeah. what you do with the thought once it gets there. It's been a year. That's a long time, my guy. That's a long time and no shame yeah. because we've all been there. But now when you get that thought of, oh, I'm thinking about them. Oh, they used to wear that shirt. Oh, they like that movie. Mm-hmm. Try your fucking hardest to not let it mean something. Right now, you're probably thinking, this means something. This mm-hmm. was my person. Oh, why am I so stuck on them? You're not stuck on them. This is just the last thing that happened. That's such a good point. It's don't like, add value to something. That don't, it's Just because it's in your head doesn't mean it's... Like, people think about trauma. 100%. It doesn't mean that they should repeat that trauma. And sometimes after breakups... There's one girl that I hooked up with after a breakup. And after... So, it was a rebound girl. Whatever. She was awful. <laughs> so terrible not the type of person I would ever date I could not stop thinking about her for so long I yeah. was like sometimes the situationships are like we, you because it's easier to make up whatever you want it's and like this I, elusive person too. I remember getting two months into this thing where I was like why do I care so much about this stupid girl yeah, like I don't even like this and person. I was like I haven't thought about my ex in so long mm. so I'm not saying like go get under someone to get over someone but it but does I work, am saying it does work. <laughs> it's like not that bad but of like, advice maybe you should because then you'll realize like you gotta replace their memories with stuff but yeah I think that was I don't know that I hear people talking about that a lot and that was such good advice that just because you're thinking about something doesn't mean that you want that thing it's like when you're it's it's like a when you're in the car and we everyone jokes about this when you're in the car and you're kind of like what if I just went eh, and you just like just spun out are intrusive thoughts it's, it's <laughs> like you don't actually want to do that and then if you let yourself think about the fact that that thought just popped up you're gonna feel cucamonga yeah so it's like okay that was a weird thought done I'm gonna focus on something else yeah and obviously that is really hard when you first do it a thousand yeah. times but it will get easier because like your brain can build new pathways that yeah. is like what it is best at so it can do it and yeah and don't 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 let yourself put more impetus on this than there needs to be because it's just we like to do that with exes and it's just yeah. silly or maybe like find what is triggering it is it like oh God, this restaurant every time is making me think of my ex. It's like make new memories there or don't go to that restaurant. You know what I mean? Like don't run from everything. Gouge your eyes out. Like (laughs) don't look at anything. But like, you know what I mean? You need to create importance in things that aren't your ex. You want to read the next? Your ex is no longer important. Ooh. Ruby says, is it normal to feel this way? I've recently heard that my ex has moved on. We broke up over two years ago and this news felt like a punch in the gut. I since have moved on too. I have a new girlfriend, very happy and living in a new country. We have not had any... A lot happened for Ruby. Yeah. We have not had any contact in almost two years and we don't follow each other on any socials, etc. My friends told me this news in passing as she didn't think it would affect me. Is it normal that hearing this made me feel the way it did? Obviously, it is the reality of life that both people eventually move on, but it feels like some healed wounds have been reopened and I don't want to have to go through the healing process again because damn, that period in my life took its sweet time. <laughs> Any advice would be appreciated. Thank you for creating such a safe space for fellow queers. Um, Yes. Wait, did yeah. you read the last? I thought that was so funny. That last line on it. Please keep me a non. I think my ex listens. <laughs> I just saw that keep me a non. I didn't want it to the share anything. Um, Ye- yes, it's so normal. 
Yeah. The quick answer there is yeah. it is so deeply normal. We we all are doing this. We all see a picture of our ex or you hear something about your ex and you're like, you just get like a little shiver. <laughs> and in in Ooh. different times in your life, the shiver is a different thing. Yeah. It's like sometimes it's like, oh, good memories. Sometimes it's like, Ugh. and it's. Yeah. I also feel like because they haven't spoken. Yeah. And I'm not saying to speak. Don't speak. And they don't, don't follow each speak. other on socials that the only image you have of this person, they've kind of been mm. mummified mm. as your relationship with them. It's like almost if you opened your favorite book and all of a sudden the characters were like doing all this new stuff or like a show came back and yeah, Harry Potter people, you'd be like, Harry Potter's like a tap dancer all of a yeah, sudden. You'd be like, you're like, what the fuck happened what to Harry? What is going on? Like, this is not how I remember you. Like, I think exes become characters in our stories, yeah. especially ones that we have no contact with. Like, it's almost easier to kind of see somebody and get like, okay, they're doing new things. They're going new places. They're dating. You're seeing it like you're kind of desensitized. So to just have this memory of this ex who was like this person, I don't know how your relationship was, but let's just say like beautiful, wonderful, loving relationship that mm-hmm. just ran its course. And then you see them and then they're like doing stuff with someone else. And you're like, but in my movie, you only exist when you were with me. Right. And that doesn't mean yeah, anything. You know what I point. mean? Like totally. They're just kind of that person to you because we're all characters in everyone else's life. I think it, yeah, it absolutely makes sense. And you are not weird or you are not pining for them in trouble with your person that you're very in love with. Yeah. Because you feel weird when you see that. Like, it, that's just not how it is. We are all people that have like little connections, invisible or visible, to everything around us. And yeah. Some things feel funnier than others. And an ex will. In my mind, an ex will always have, when people say I'm completely 10,000% over it, have no feelings about anything, I'm like, I can't resonate with that because I loved that person. Like, and I feel it's that way about- an important part of your life. Yeah. I'm just like, I will always have something, whether it How is- How can you have zero feeling? Yes. Anyway, It doesn't way. need to be love. Yeah. It doesn't need to be like. It doesn't need to be anything, but mm. it is certainly- a little like boop in my belly or something or like a little like flick on my head or like there's like some level of like that made me feel weird yeah and I just think that's normal when you know someone very well and then you don't know them at all it's just a bizarre feeling to be yeah. like have such an intimate relationship with a person and then not and then to see them have that intimate relationship with someone new it's just like oh that's weird you don't exist in that yeah realm to me an it's ex weird. of mine pops up on my socials maybe once every three months and I've gathered the smallest amount of information about her life at this point and I like in my mind she's a completely different person yeah, you're like you wouldn't have liked this I'm like whoa like and that can feel weird because you're like have you changed so much did I never know you yeah were you not yourself like even the other day I, I think know you were like this person just looks different to me and it's like do, yeah. do they look different or is my memory of them just I know different. I like asked Cam I was like does this look like her and we both yeah. were kind of like I don't know man like it just was like it's like they become this like weird mirage yeah and you're like what are you and I just yeah. think yeah that's normal okay next question you ready mm-hmm. Frankie hi Frankie my ex and I broke up four months ago now she initiated the breakup and it came as a surprise to me I felt super hurt and blindsided my friends and family have been super supportive and have helped me go through the breakup and move forward but I still feel a bit off 
I also felt near the end that things weren't 100%, but I thought we were going to just work through those things. To me, it didn't seem just like a reason to end the relationship. Mm -hmm. But after the night of our breakup, I had told her no contact, and she seemed a bit shocked by that. And I've stuck with my gut on those things and haven't texted her either. Let's go. (laughs) I moved gyms, unfollowed her on socials. Moving gyms is strong yeah well done (laughs) she insisted on being friends and that our connection was something very special and very dear to her confusing i know she didn't get to do that yeah you can't insist and always i'm like it's always the one who does the breaking up who's like you're so it's okay and it's like ew but i actually was in this yeah and just because you weren't um ugh (laughs) um i set the boundary of not being friends and then with all that time later realized the way she was acting after the breakup was pretty crappy and unfair for many reasons fast forward to now i don't think about texting her because i know it wouldn't be it wouldn't make me feel better but i do miss her most days and i still think about her a lot I have no desire to get back together right now, but I feel like it's been hard to move on from things. I made the decision to be more intentional about being single, really focus on myself, and work through things that need to heal, even from before the relationship. It felt really good, but I'll feel like I'll never find an interest in someone that I did with her like I did with her again, especially that I felt the relationship wasn't over when we broke up. Mm-hmm. I've gone on dates, met new people, but nothing feels right, and it's all platonic to me. So that's why I made the decision to be single for a while and focus on myself. Any advice, I feel like on paper I'm doing all the right things, but part of me still misses her and wishes that we could talk things through and change and grow together. Delusional or hopeful, LOL. Oh, Frankie. Frankie, can we just, can the peepees just encircle you and let you know that you are absolutely doing all the right things? Yeah. You are not just on paper. Like, you really are. crushing it. And even your mindset is really beautiful, mm-hmm. and I commend you because it's really hard to act right after a breakup (laughs) it's like so normal to be chaotic and to do things that are unhealthy for you and it just feels like and when you're the one getting broken up with it's like you kind of want to be toxic to yourself and like be like oh I couldn't move gyms like Mm -hmm. I had to have to pay a fee it's like you can yeah but you want the excuse so it's like you're being so strong yeah that is incredible and it's only been four months yeah I would say that to be worried that you are not going to find love again is very real, but very not right. <laughs> I can't wait like, to get the email from Frankie being like, same guys, I met someone. I'm so excited. Same. Like four months is really fresh. Like I'm, I'm happy you put yourself out there and went on dates, but it is. Fresh. It takes a little bit of time to mourn that and to be open to the right person. Like even if a really great person came along I don't I don't know that your heart is going to be ready yet and that's okay and I think I feel like when people make the single pack is when they find somebody to do which is Always. so funny it's like when you stop looking you find it yeah so I don't know I I don't really have notes on what you what Frankie's doing I kind of feel like that's really great and I'm sorry I'm sure that's not what you want to hear you want to be like this is where you're getting it wrong change this and you'll get there yeah I you just at the end say any advice i feel like on paper i'm doing all the right shit but i still miss her wish we could talk things through and change and grow together delusional or hopeful yeah i think it is really hard to not want to go back and be like wait but can you change now yeah and i would challenge you to look at any time in that relationship when you had had those conversations and if change had happened um 
And maybe if that wasn't the case, if there never was a conversation of like, this is the way you're hurting me. What do you think? Can we work on this or vice versa? Mm -hmm. Maybe you do have a legitimate reason to be like, maybe things could be different. Which is yeah. not fun to think about. But you have to, to go into that conversation since Frankie was one who got broken up with. Yeah. Knowing that they might not want that. Totally. But and it doesn't really sound that. like they're wanting to be back together with you, which I'm sorry. Like, but it's also like Frankie's not giving the idea that they want to. I don't know. I think it's very normal to have that feeling of like, in hindsight, once you're out of the relationship, you're like, wait, I bet if I fix this, this and this. Yeah. I'd be a better partner. Right. And I, and you know, if I do that, I bet they're fixing this, this, and this. Like, I think when you're broken up with, you always go through that list of like, okay, you know what? Now I see what I did wrong and why I wasn't right for them, but now I'm going to be right for them. Yeah. And just like the, you can't be friends early on, same thing. If that's the case, then okay, go take your time. Like, yes, they're couples grow together. You work on stuff together. You change together. But if you've gotten to this point, take this time. Go focus on you. Go enjoy being single. Yeah. And yeah, maybe if you guys do work on yourselves, you might find each find your way back to your person. But I think it's not delusional thinking that could happen, but it's not healthy to have that be your goal. Have your goal making yourself yeah. happy. And if that leads you it back to like this person, trying. cool. I feel like you just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep keep giving yourself that effort. I feel like you're doing the right things. I know like, I yeah. don't know. I, but yeah, I get that being stuck in the like, wait a minute, I can be better now. You can be better now. Like, and, and you can't really make them be better. She just said like, I feel like I'm never going to find that again. And we've all been there. We all say that. And we all find it <laughs> for Every, the most part. Everybody finds it again. Everyone has said that. And you're going to find it. It's not again. It is better. It will, you will find a new thing yeah. that is, makes you think about the last thing and go, ha ha ha. What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> because that was not the thing that I thought it was. Yeah. Um, and you have to kind of remind yourself, this is going to hurt. But this person broke up with you. They did not want to stay with you. They did not want to work on things with you. Yeah. And that sucks. But you don't want that. It's a really helpful reality to yes. stick to. If they text yeah. you, you don't read into it. Be like, this person said, I want out. They don't want you the way that... They you deserve want to be you wanted. the way you deserve to be wanted and the way that you felt you wanted them. Mm-hmm. You were on different pages and you would tell your kid, your best friend, your sister that they deserve more. And you should also tell yourself that. So yeah. while I understand wanting to go back and be like, it could be different, but it wasn't. Yeah. I also think a healthy exercise is like, what would you say to your best friend going through this exact same thing? They read what you sent to us read it as this is what my friend's going through what are you saying to them because sometimes it like that little bit of change of reference Mm -hmm. is really helpful to just be like oh wait you know what Mm -hmm. I would be like wake up don't do this yeah let them go and if they want to come back like they should be pursuing you they're the one that left like you shouldn't have to beg them to stay you shouldn't ever have to like force somebody to stay or make them come back no we're all better than that <laughs> um you got this it's gonna be okay onward ready for sammy yeah my wife cheated on me Ugh. we were together for six years married for three she was my high school sweetheart i filed for a divorce and we separated we are currently no contact and i'm struggling so badly 
We were in the process of IVF and had selected our donor a few weeks before she cheated. Oh, my God. I know she made a decision to cheat, but I just keep finding myself in my head questioning how she could do that, especially while planning a family with me. Do you have any advice on moving forward to help fight the urge to reach out to her with all of my questions? I might be eating my words on every advice we gave, but I feel like this is a type of situation where she owes her 100% all of that explanation. Yes. I don't You're married. You were together for six years. You picked a sperm donor. Like we know how intense that is. Yeah, Maybe I'm making it too personal because I'm like, that's where we're at in our lives. So I'm imagining you doing that to me. Like my first instinct would be like, you're blocked. You'll never see me again. Like, I would go cold right away. <laughs> yeah, and just you would. be like, I'm gone. Yeah. Like, you did that. You made your bed. Lie in it. You're you nev- did that, girl. You cheated. You're never, you're never going to fucking see me again. And I'm going to make you regret it every fucking day for the rest of your life. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will never cheat on you. Like, I already wasn't going to, but now I'm now definitely, definitely not. not. That was scary. Good. That's, haunting. That was the plan. Did I say um, haunting? But, yeah, I just feel like when you've made that level of commitment, Divorce to me is different than a breakup. Oh my god, yeah. I this feel is big like boy shit. They so desperately owe you everything. I would do it with a mediator, I think would be my mm. recommendation. I would say a loiser. We are and you don't have to say like this is to get us back together. It could be I want to go through this divorce in a respectful way. I would like to go to a therapist mm-hmm. and talk about this. And understand this and I hope that you have enough love for me after what you even were able to do to me to give me this and go to a therapist and help because I think that will help you and then would you do that if I did that to you would you want to go to therapy with me I I think I would I would want to start my healing journey yeah I think I would want to sit there and I would want to hear everything but I know that I wouldn't have it in me to sit here one-on-one with you and hear that and not just like be emotional yeah. and not see it clearly. So I think having that therapist there would be so powerful and so helpful to be like, how are you planning IVF with me? How are you so committed to ha- bring life into this world? Dude, that is fucked up. Yeah. And then was it a one-time drunken thing? I'd want to know the difference between that, between a long-time affair. Like, I would want to know. I'm sure they know. Everything. Like, we don't know that they don't know. Like, that's also one thing. We don't know what Sammy knows. But we know that she cut it and just said, I'm not doing that and filed her for divorce, separated, whatever, which is fair. I, yeah, I think if I think if you have that hard line that cheating is something I'm never coming back from, that I respect that and I appreciate that and I think I would feel the same but it's hard to know that Mm -hmm. until you're in it like I just don't know how that I would feel about that in a marriage but yeah she wants to know does she get it how does she move forward and fight the urge to reach out with her questions I don't know I I think this might be one to not fight that urge a little bit yeah I think it's how you how you do it I mean if you if you know for sure you don't want to open that wound and yeah have we're not telling you to do them if yeah if you it. don't if you truly don't want that then I think I would go to a therapist and work through what those feelings are yeah how they're coming up so they don't affect you in future relationships but if you do have a desire to have questions answered I think you have every right to have those questions answered same I don't know no this is this is too big to let that slip yeah um yeah this is just yeah yeah I, I don't know. Sorry, I'd, bud. 
I feel like in other relationships when they just end and it's just like one person wasn't feeling it as much, that's one thing. But when someone does something like this and you're that committed to each other, obviously you can find closure and move on without those answers, but I think it'll be a whole hell of a lot easier with them. Maybe. Yeah. That made me think actually. Maybe not. I don't think closure is the thing that gives you to me getting answers from from her in this scenario isn't about like help me move on mm. it would be help me I, I don't know it's more like help me understand how you just blew up our life vibes which yeah, I guess how is do you closure under- yeah how do you understand yeah. that without I mean I don't know. I guess yeah. it depends what the goal is. But bottom line, if you don't want to talk to your ex, then you need to focus on the fact that this is nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. You did nothing wrong. There's nothing you could have done to prevent this. Yeah. I think that's when people get cheated on. They become very obsessed with not being cheated on. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do. There's besides there's no amount of times you can yeah. look through someone's phone or be controlling over who they hang out with or what they do. If somebody's going to cheat, they're going to find a way. I thought and if you were going to say they're going to fucking cheat. I thought that's sure. what Sure. But like if if they have to be stopped from cheating, if the only way someone's not cheating is because you make it difficult to cheat on them, that's not a relationship that you want either, you know? Dude, how'd she do this to you when you got your sperm donor? Oh, I'm sorry, my guy. I'm so... Yeah, I think I'm taking this one a little too personal. So I'm like, I'm trying to check myself. Is my advice changing on this one? Because I'm putting myself in your shoes too much. And I, all the other stories I have, I've been through. I have hindsight to be like, this is what I wish I would have told myself. And I'm like, I don't, I don't. And I hope I never have experience with this. And I'm trying, but I don't know. I feel like this is one of those times where asking for answers is fair. I agree. Maybe you don't do it in, maybe even like a letter, maybe even like a, I would appreciate these answers. Yeah, not, not a conversation. More yeah. like a send me a loom yeah, recording. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> sure. <laughs> maybe you need to set some boundaries in place yeah. where you're able to get those answers, but not so much contact. I don't know. <laughs> Both of us. Two people with the same name that I have changed for, what's it called? Anonymity reached out with the same exact question Mm. and it was a name that i'd never heard for a girl two people interesting wild okay so we've changed all out here living the same lives change (laughs) it to dylan okay this was both of the dylan's question okay basically same stories i've been navigating a challenging breakup that spanned most of my young adult life from 18 to 23 we even got engaged and ended up parting ways without much closure i'm reaching out because now at 28 five years since I still haven't found this closure it affects me and I fear it's ruining any chance of something new do you believe it's ever too late to seek closure and if not how can one go about finding it after such a significant amount of time has passed yeah not us closing out this episode with a little closure (laughs) chat I think it brings us back to the top of the episode like Mm -hmm. we're all focusing on closure has to come from the person who hurt you yeah and that's just we have to get rid of that notion because it's not true i did a lot of google schmoogling before this podcast episode because i was like what the fuck is closure <laughs> um and i wanted to see what advice people have for it because i think it's just a weird thing mm-hmm. um 
And a lot of it is that. A lot of it is like, this is a you thing. Very unfortunately, it comes down to no matter what, if you have any semblance of feelings towards someone, no matter their answers, you are it's never going to nail it for you. You're never going to go, oh, thank you. I can close the book and move on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never yeah, going to be perfect. Anyone felt that way? Like, oh, now I get it. No. Yeah. I've never, ever had a conversation after a relationship and been like, Yep. Thank like you. If you could name like the I'm top three it. ways you've found closure, none of them would come from like, I called my ex up. I got I my said, answers. Why did you hurt me? And they said this and this and now I'm like, got it. Yeah. None of them would be that. No. Which is really interesting that we're all like, we need the closure. So what are the best ways that you've gotten closure? Let's end this epi with that. Like top ways that you have found that you've been able to move on. Love that. Um. Top one, which is not the best, and then there's definitely better techniques, is time. Yeah. One day you wake up and look back and you're like, what the fuck I was like I like them? To? Yeah. The fuck was I doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Time's amazing. Which, what do you got? One for me is like f- extracting learnings, which sounds very worky, but like that's one thing that's really useful for me in a breakup is like, what does this whole mean? What does this whole thing mean for me? Like yeah. when I look back at this relationship, what did I learn about myself? What did I learn about how I work with other people? Mm-hmm. Like finding something out of it mm-hmm. because the thing you want out, out, you wanted out of it, which was to stay together is not the thing you're going to get out of it because mm-hmm. it's over. How do you find something else to say, great, I will at least take some little nuggets. Yeah. Not on. framing it as failure. Yeah. So it's like a reframe slash gather learning situation. Yeah. Um, another one of mine is taking time to think what I want in a partner, mm-hmm. characters that are really important to me, and then realizing my ex didn't have those characteristics. <laughs> Being it's a like, very easy way for closure. But it's so it's, true. It's yeah. like sometimes we, once you love someone, it's very easy to look past things that are important to you because your emotions are in it at that point. And then you're like, no, I really wanted somebody who was driven and they weren't Mm -hmm. or like whatever it may be. I wanted somebody who like really enjoys my family and Mm -hmm. they didn't like my family, whatever it may be, be like, wait a minute. I didn't like these things about them Mm -hmm. because then you can kind of separate the emotion from the like, yeah, it's a good point. Actual points. Yeah. Another one. And then I don't think I have more, (laughs) um, is like, two-pronged letting yourself be really fucking sad I think you personally for me to get over a breakup to find real closure I have to let myself be unconsolably sad (laughs) to the point where it's like I'll never find someone again like let yourself get so dramatic that you're like I feel wild and if I (laughs) saw myself from afar I'd be like sweetheart not (laughs) the vibe like all you've eaten is ice cream like the whole rom-com like I'm lost like uh what's that trope mm-hmm. let yourself do it and then you'll be able to be like this is a little silly like this is a little I'm not here you yeah, know I don't, I don't need to be, be here yeah so there's like that side of it and then I think the grieving and then like accepting some things you never have an answer to and I just think we have to net we have to stop thinking that just because that breakups 
and relationships are the one thing that will have a clear thing for why Mm -hmm. it didn't work. Like that's just not how stuff works. Think about how if you've ever drifted away from a friend. It's like, well, it was kind of this or it was kind of that or partly that and blah, blah, blah. It's like you can't always explain everything. Mm -hmm. And I think just giving yourself acceptance that like closure is not like a one time thing. It's not like a moment in time. A lot of times it's just like a continuous thing where every month you get a new thought of why it didn't work. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then you stop thinking about it. Yeah. The door is like slowly creaking shut instead of slamming shut. Yeah. Um, my last thing is like, stop romanticizing your ex. Start romanticizing yourself. Whoa. Like put, <laughs> I knew you'd like that. Put all that loving energy you're putting in like, yeah. you're kind of just forgetting all the bad about your ex and only focusing on the good. Do that to yourself because I, I think a lot of times when we can't get closure, it's because we're like, why wasn't I good enough? Yeah. Why wasn't I enough? And it's like, oh, you were. So you need to be so sure of yourself and so happy within yourself that their opinion stops mattering I think is really helpful this is helpful in all kinds of stuff it's the advice I give when coming out it makes it a lot easier to not care about other people's opinions when you are like steadfast in your convictions so it's like if there there's always parts of ourselves that we don't like and don't enjoy work on those put put your energy into yourself and then you'll realize like you don't have enough energy to put into your ex and thinking about them and why it didn't work out. To bring it back to the top of the epi, it's like, don't wait for someone else to suck your teat. Suck your own teat. Wow. <laughs> I don't know that that's possible. With big boob girlies it is. If I didn't have a tight bra on, I really could. I'll show you later. <laughs> I'll, show, I'll freaking show you. I'm oh sure I could. Oh my God. Okay. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Holy um, peepees, we love you. New You're peepees. Be on a park bench, sung in your own teeth. <laughs> Local girl. On e news. <laughs> Local if podcaster. I, if I'm not, if that's not what's next for me, you don't want it. I don't want it. All right. Well, on that note, let's give them closure on this episode. <laughs> we love you guys so much. Um, sending you big hugs through your breakups. I know it feels heavy now, but I can't wait to see. Yeah, on the other side of all of it. Yeah, my guys, it's going to get so much better. It does and it will. And it's all fun and games over there. So don't worry. We love you. Love you guys. Bye.